0: Bonjour, Nicholas. Bonjour, Raimondo. How are you? I'm good. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, today, I'm drinking Heineken, a nice frosty beer. What are you drinking? I'm actually drinking gin. Oh, gin, are you? Mother's ruin, very yeah. nice.
1: What are you yeah. having it with? Not, not straight, surely. No, just uh, some sparkling water, which I know is weird, but it works. It's a bit like tonic water, but it works. Anyway, should we do the <laughs> do the podcast? Let's do the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So how's your week been, Nicholas? Oh, one of those weeks, Ray. You know, I just
0: don't know whether I'm coming or going.
1: Oh, well, have you figured I... out whether you're coming or going yet? No, or... I
0: haven't yet, but I will let you know. No, okay. it's been all right. It's been okay. I had a nice weekend and whatnot. Still in lockdown, so can't really do a lot. Um How about your weekend? What have you been up to?
1: Same as that. It's just nothing to do now. Is Everything's boring and it's snowing. It's been snowing this week, so it's... um it's put a limitation on even just going for a walk because you come back and your hands feel like they're going to fall off yeah you don't need that do you it's the last thing you need um what have we got coming up in today's show though
0: oh man episode number five of the little pickle podcast what have we got coming up my days has it been five already
1: i know what should, should we do one more after this
0: We'll do one more and then um, obviously we're going to have a huge backlash from the public wanting more content. Obviously, yeah. So yeah. we'll have to do more after that. But this do, we'll do one more to end the series and then we'll start a new one after that, I think.
1: Okay, um, all right then. So to end today's show, episode five, obviously we've got educating Russ, Chin Scratchers Ball, Chin Scratchers Lounge, whatever you're calling it this week, you never know.
0: For the next series, I'm going to get a serious name and you're going to learn it and then that'll be it forever, okay?
1: Okie doke. All right. Um, And then just before that, Karen of the Week. Karen of the Week. I'm looking forward to this. Is it a Uh, good one? It's a real life example. Something I actually witnessed. So that's good. So you're going to enjoy that. Good,
0: good. So yeah. Um, We're going to uh, talk about our two favorite, well, say favorite, most influential musicians who have... uh, that will be our main topic uh, of discussion uh, two in, uh, two musicians dead or alive that have influenced you and i into taking up music and being where we are today
1: yeah but first we're going to do our news stories of the week let's go Okay, so Nicholas, my new story of the week um, (laughs) is an interesting one. It's a bit weird. Um, I'm not sure how much we're going to actually be able to chat about it, but uh, I'm just going to share it with you. This happened in Canada. Okay. In Quebec. Uh, So uh, a woman was fined after walking her husband on a lead and telling police that he was a dog. Wow. Wow! Okay. So obviously this, this is to do with COVID. The COVID situation, you can only do certain things outside. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if there's a limitation on whether she can just walk side by side with her husband. Well, surely
0: yeah, surely <laughs> you must be able to walk side by side with your husband. So are they one of those couples where they do enjoy that kind of thing?
1: Well, that's what I was going to ask you about, because I know that you're into some really weird sex fetishes. So I didn't know if this is something... <laughs> 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 Something that you've done before, or uh,
0: yeah, no, I didn't even realise I was into really weird sex fetishes, <laughs> let alone you knowing about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you uh, are. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, well, yeah, this is something that I can't personally say I've ever got down on all fours and put a collar around my neck, but um, <laughs> I know it happens. Um, yeah. That seems a little bit weird. Now, are they finding her because she lied to them? And obviously, you know, he's not a dog. Um,
1: yeah, I, it's obviously to do with just the fact that. The dog walkers are allowed to be outside by all accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but obviously the police saw this as an exception to the rules. So I'm I'm guessing this is probably got to do with the amount of daily exercise that you are allowed to take. So maybe yeah. they had used up their allotted time of just going for a walk as a couple and they wanted to spend some more time outside or she did. <laughs> she wanted to spend some more time outside. So she forced him yeah. into putting a collar on.
0: <laughs> and, and a lead. Now, I, I will be very disappointed to to hear if if he didn't go the whole hog. And while she was giving details to the police, that he didn't start sniffing the police's ass and like cocking his leg on a lamppost. Because so, you know, if you're if you're gonna do the role, you got to do it the whole hog.
1: Um, exactly.
0: Really go through it. Maybe
1: that's why they were fine. Maybe because he was pissing on a on a fire hydrant or something. Amazing. <sighs> uh, um, I just think it's brilliant. I, I I that of all the things I thought to hear about from other countries during COVID, I just didn't expect to hear. A woman walking her husband as a dog but
0: well what kind of day and age are we living in where you can't take your husband out for a walk do you know what i mean this is a this is a terrible time to be alive
1: um it's true it's true and of all the things you know during covid it, it, um, we need to hold on to the last yeah, exactly. the last little freedoms that we do have how <laughs> dare they try and remove and fine us for that but um, exactly oh. Uh so you won't be getting fined for doing anything like this.
0: No, I do it all behind closed doors. All of <laughs> that
1: weird stuff that I'm into, apparently. <laughs> all right, <laughs> good.
0: But no, that was a good yeah. that was a good news story. It was an interesting one. Um yeah, it's
1: just random, weird. It's amazing what you can find on the internet. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um
0: <laughs> speaking of which, <clears throat> my uh, my news story of the week, not quite as weird, not quite as um out there or in line with my sexual um, perversions. But um, so there's a guy who um, went to a law firm for some legal advice as you do, paid about 200 pounds plus VAT for some legal advice. And he thinks that all this legal team did was reword what he'd sent them and send it back to him and then charge him 200 and 200 odd quid. So he took to um, going on Trustpilot, you know the review site, yeah, and basically started saying this law firm are a bunch of scammers, a load of rubbish, etc. The law firm didn't take too kindly to this, and they've now basically sued him, and he's been ordered to pay twenty five thousand pounds or thirty four thousand dollars in libel damages. So, what? What he must have thought was just a little. Do you know what? I feel like I've been hard done by here. I'm going to stick it to the man. The pen is mightier than the sword. Watch me go. <laughs> it's going to end up
1: costing him. That's uh, brilliant. It's, so. Just quickly, you said twenty-five thousand or thirty-four thousand dollars. Is this is this happened in America or is this in England?
0: Uh, I believe this is in England.
1: Oh, yeah. Wow, uh, that's surprising because that that's the type of thing that you you hear about from America.
0: Well, yeah, but... they are. They love to sue each other over there, don't yes. they? Yes. It's a big, big thing. But no, apparently this happened in England. It was a law Amazing. firm based in London. Um, but now other reviewers are going on Trustpilot and, and trying to support this bloke. But, you know, I mean, it's the equivalent of going up and tapping Mike Tyson on the back, asking him how to punch properly and then telling him, oh, you're not that hard. You're, you're no good at fighting. And then him kicking your ass and you crying about it. I mean, it's not really the equivalent of that at all. It's a pretty bad...
1: No, I think, no, I, 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 I see your point. I like it. I think it is. It is the equivalent of that because you literally, you've asked them to do their job. They've done their job to obviously to a sufficient legal standing. Whether you like the outcome or not is irrelevant. And they're obviously going to, if you, it's a libel case, they're going to sue you. Of course they are.
0: It's what they do. It's their bread and butter, (laughs) isn't it? It, So
1: it is literally like tapping Mike Tyson on the shoulder and starting a fight on him. Yeah. It's brilliant. Fair. I mean, I, I, it sucks that he's obviously lost that amount of money, but pick your fights. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and to be fair, from a, a charitable perspective, law firms do need the money. Um, they uh, struggling law firms over here big time. It's, That's true, yeah, it's very... especially
1: during COVID as well, because there's probably <laughs> that of all the of all the you know we as musicians we've had it tough, but I would imagine that lawyers have had it really tough. Oh God, is yeah. laws. Law stops, doesn't it? Absolutely, it does. With yeah, global pandemics, law. I mean, it's just deleted, basically. Completely, yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of
0: solicitors and lawyers have had to start claiming benefits over here because they just can't make ends meet.
1: Yeah, retraining as well. I, I had a solicitor um, <laughs> took up a job as a snake charmer. Did <laughs> oh really, did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't know God. how true that story is. That I might have just made that up on the ah, spot. Well, well, you convinced me, and probably all of our listeners, <laughs> all three of them. So, <laughs> of them. Uh, speaking of our listeners, uh, obviously you know the way to get in touch: uh, email. Uh, oh. is, is the text machine working? Because we had a bit of trouble with it last week. But is
0: it-, uh, it is working again. We got engineering. He's he's had a look at it, and um, you know he, he sorted it out. So you should have seen them all come flooding in once it was up and running again. All oh, oh. right. Yeah, that's, that's why I haven't known whether I'm coming or going, Ray, because I've just been going through all of our... you trying
1: to go for all of them.
0: Yeah, but keep them coming in. It's great to read them. I love it. We
1: love it. We love it, indeed. Um, that's that's good. I think that's two strong news stories.
0: Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. I think, um, yeah, we've got a bit of a comical one, and we've got, well, actually, depending... Um, if you refer to our first episode of The Little Pickle Podcast, and you are indeed a uh, purveyor of schadenfreude, you'd enjoy the second uh there you go, bringing it back. Yeah, around.
1: see, yeah, I know. Yeah, and, and now I know what you mean when you say Schadenfreude. Exactly. There you
0: go. We're going to take some pleasure out of that guy getting charged twenty-five grand for what was a two hundred pound. I don't know law advice. I suppose
1: <laughs> it is literally just pick your fights. That's is, brilliant. That's great. <laughs> well, sucker. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's our news stories of the week. Yeah. Lovely. So Nicholas, what is our main subject of the week this week?
0: So the main subject of the week, um, staying along the lines of the fact that you and I are both musicians, um, we were going to talk about two musicians slash artists that uh, dead or alive that have influenced you or I into getting into music uh, and to being where we are to get today,
1: essentially. Uh, I, I, and we've both discussed this before we've come on air um, now, saying that it's really difficult to whittle it down to two so this is just two people that have influenced us these are not the two it's not just like just down to these two people because you know one of mine would be you and one of yours would be me right
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um so anyway do you want to go first or should I go first well I think you should go first and then I'll go and then you go and then I'll go how does that work okay that sounds good so my first one He's okay. probably an obvious one. And for anyone that knows me, they're going to go, oh, yeah, obviously you're going to pick him. It's Robbie Williams, obviously. I thought you were going to say RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, but if, if, if I had to do three, he would be the third one. But we're only doing two today. so. Uh. Um, but yeah, but Robbie Williams, just for the simple fact that... Um...
0: So what is it about Robbie then? Is it, um, is it his songwriting? Is it the fact that he can dance? Because he can, You can take that. <laughs> He can, can't he? And yeah, you enjoy a bit of a dance don't yeah,
1: you? Yeah, that wouldn't be the thing. No, I genuinely just But it's that
0: performance. He, that's, his,
1: that's yeah, his stage presence and just the way that he you know, it, for me in my honest humble opinion, um male wise, yeah, 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 Freddie's at the top of the pile obviously, but underneath him there's I don't think there's anyone better than Robbie. genuinely in, ter-
0: in terms of what front man stage ownership because yeah. Robbie's In, not renowned for being the best singer he's not no no no, no not no, terrible no, you know no
1: no on about like stage presence, owning the crowd properly yeah. um grabbing the crowd by the balls um like i said you that no one can is ever going to top Freddie, ever
0: I don't, I don't know well, maybe not Freddie, but you've got to think of like Mick Jagger, he's pretty good Do you know um, yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, it's just, it's the wonderful thing about music, isn't it? It's just down to opinion. I don't think, me personally, I don't think there's anyone better. Obviously, we've said Freddie, but let's just take Freddie out of the equation. There's no one better than Robbie Williams, in my opinion. And I also don't think he gets enough credit for some of the songs that he wrote with Guy Chambers. Angels is just it's a oh, it's beautiful perfect. song beautiful. feel like Escapology is my favourite album that he did yeah.
0: you know up there was some of the best ever written did you know he didn't write She's the One though I only found that out the other day it was written uh, by someone else
1: yeah no I didn't I, I thought that he uh, I, obviously I don't I don't know particularly how many songs he's fully written I thought he would have contributed it but did he not contribute to it at all no
0: no that was one like they released it him and Guy Chambers but um, I think Guy Chambers wrote it with another band like years ago. oh before. wow okay and it wasn't the, the soft kind of ballad that it is. It was um, a bit rockier, I think.
1: Oh, amazing. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so there's my first one. So Robbie Williams for me. Yeah, um,
0: I'll I, I give you that one. Yeah, Robbie he is decent. And if anyone's listening that hasn't really delved into Robbie Williams's catalogue, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, I would start probably with Ivan Expecting You, his second album.
1: Yeah. Go yeah.
0: through, what is his, what, Sing When You're Winning? yeah sing when you're winning swing when you're winning
1: life through a lens
0: life through a lens that was his
1: first one and then
0: escapology would probably be the pinnacle of his um
1: i i would say so for for me definitely like songwriting wise i just think that yeah yeah stunning album there's some really great songs on there there's good songs on the other albums as well but, but yeah i could talk about robbie all day tell me your first one go
0: my first one um it's another northerner. You could probably guess like you, anyone that knows me would um, would be able to to guess, but it's got to be Noel Gallagher from Oasis just because like you, man, um, I had a eureka moment. I borrowed a, uh, do you remember the Now albums where you'd have uh, every year in England, they'd release a Now compilation of all the hits yeah. that year. It was something like Now 34 and it had Don't Look Back in Anger and Live Forever on it. And I'd never heard of Oasis at this point. And as soon as I heard it, literally, it was like the biggest light bulb went off. And I was like, right, I want to do that. And that's what got me playing guitar in the first place. And then I realized that this guy, Noel Gallagher, had written all of the songs and he was only the guitarist, you know. Um, and I guess he not only inspired me to play guitar, but obviously coming from a working class uh, background, as I do, the fact that he came from nothing, literally came from a council estate in Manchester, had nothing and just got through on talent and uh determination really and self-belief it was really quite inspiring um, for me growing up um, definitely maybe in *What's story morning glory are probably the best two british albums in the last 30 years i'd say obviously again it's my opinion but um, it's a shame that their legacy has been slightly marred by the fact that Noel Gallagher is an outspoken dickhead in the press now. And, he, and it's, it's weird. It was always Liam that was a knobhead and Noel was quite the, the sensible, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems to have changed now. Noel seems to be very sort of angry at the world for some reason, probably because he's producing shit music now. Completely forgettable nonsense. Um, but then when your set list consists of one do all, don't look back in anger, champagne soup, and over, live forever, et cetera, do you need to be writing, you know,
1: Yeah, he could could literally just, he could stop writing songs today and he still has that legacy.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And And that is, weirdly enough, that takes us back to like three podcasts where we talked about, not three podcasts, like two podcasts ago where we talked about people doing bad stuff after they've done lots of good stuff.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Obviously,
1: they, they're criminals, so it's not quite yeah. in the same league. It's <laughs> <laughs> not quite in the same, no. But, um, but do you, what, what do you think uh, about, because uh, obviously I, I think you, you talked about the, the songs and the, lyrically, is that, is that the biggest thing that I th- you, you think that Noel and Liam connected with people? Is yeah. like the lyrics and where they were from, etc?
0: Well, th- th- I think the where they were from connected with a lot of people. There, was, there, has ne- there hasn't been such a huge movement in england really since the brit pop thing of the 90s you know we've had various little bits and pieces but nothing has been quite as bad and like where it's boiled over into society and culture where all of a sudden for a couple of years everyone was wearing a parka you know and and cigarettes boots and that laddish culture was was you know the thing um and his songs are just because his lyrics are so open to interpretation because essentially, and by his own admittance, they're nonsensical. He just writes them down. But because of that, they're they're naturally quite poetic. And I think a lot of people can get a lot out of his lyrics um, in terms of like, you know, it's not man loves woman. Great. End of story. And that's what it is. You know, it's it's quite how many special people change, how many lives are living strange. Where were you while we were getting high? What, what are you on about? But a lot of people can sort of relate to stuff like that, you know? And I think that's why they were so big. And they did have that working class thing where, where you've got the likes of Radiohead and Coldplay, all these bands that, you know, Daddy was well off and it didn't really matter if they made it because they could always go and work in Daddy's law firm or they yeah. all received the best music education. Whereas Oasis worked on building sites and just played at the weekends, yeah. like rehearsing in that. and they And they literally... Noel Gallagher learned a few chords and, and just went with it. Um, hence why you've only got to learn about four chords and you can play the entire Oasis back catalogue. You know what I mean? But, you know, fair play to the blow. And he's, he's, he has no shame in lifting other people's music and putting it into his own. And it's just like, you know, he said the same thing. The Beatles were doing the same thing with classical music. Everyone takes from someone else and yeah. Yeah, makes it into their own. So, yeah, a very, very inspiring story. Very... Um,
1: you know, real it's just real isn't it yeah it is and it's and and it's, it's believable and it's reachable mm-hmm. and it's like like you just said the fact that he they you know he didn't he just learn a few chords and just went for it like yeah. you don't you didn't he didn't have to go and get the best musical education he yeah. didn't have to understand the pentatonic scale of whatever he yeah. literally picked up a guitar learned a few chords and, and just went for it yeah
0: and it, it basically gave all of us hope Big influence, big influence on on me, definitely. Good, nice. Um, cool. Now it's you, Raymondo. Who's your second? Uh, is it Freddie by any chance?
1: I'm going to go with Jason Mraz. Oh wow, okay. Um, I know, probably not what you were expecting, but uh, no, I, I forgot you you were into him actually. Yeah, but um, yeah, I st- I still, I genuinely still am like. I I can still, and the reason I said the two JMs, because for me, John Mayer and Jason Mraz, Mm. they both represent a very, very similar time in my life. And it was just the end of university. Well, it was throughout university, but particularly, I can remember really, really listening to them towards the end of university. So towards us kind of going out in the big, bad world. Yeah. And us, after university, because we fit although we didn't go to the same university, we finished university at the same time once we finished uni, going and getting a house as a band yeah. with our rehearsal room, so five bedroom house for four piece band um and it just that it just represents that influential time in my life, so I could have picked Jason Raz or John Mayer, but i 'm going to go with Jason Raz just because um. Song wise, again, you can, I can't pick a the two. John Mayer's a lyrical genius, but so is Jason Mraz. Yeah, um, and uh, I don't know. There's, just, I could literally, I could give you both of them, and I could tell you, I could tell you exactly the same thing that I feel about one of them, and it represents the same for the other. Yeah, um, but I, I don't know. There's just something about Jason Mraz. Again, uh, he's a great performer, even though he's got a guitar. Um, he's maybe a little bit more fun on stage than John Mayer is. Uh, yeah. and that kind of represents me as an individual and person anyway. Um, and I think Jason Mraz is maybe a little bit more experimental. Oh, yeah. And willing to try different sounds and things. Like if you look at Jason Mraz's career from the start, it was kind of almost rap. Um, oh, yeah. Very quickly worded things um, to just, I mean, if you look at Lucky, I'm Yours, I mean, I'm Yours is obviously very, very overplayed, just like Wonder Woman is. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't stop it being a really, really good song. This is it. This is um, it. So, yeah. So, and um, yeah, I don't know. Again, I could just talk about him or John Mayer all day, but yeah, Jason, Jason Mraz. So Robbie Williams and Jason Mraz. For me, just at that time in my life when I needed it and I needed mm-hmm. that inspiration to to become what what I have become today. Um, Yeah. It's funny how you pick two guys that
0: are both solo artists, really.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I wouldn't say, I don't know. I I didn't really think about the fact that they are solo artists. I just thought, what? Wasn't a conscious sort of? No, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, you know me and there's many, many other, you know, I mean, Steven Tyler yeah Uh, I mean if we go back to the very very beginning you know you uh, you kind of told me about Aerosmith and I kind of had no clue that's right um and then that briefly put me onto the idea of a front man and then Robbie Williams became a thing you know so so yeah I mean I could uh, there's loads of people I could name but yeah
0: so in a way you've got me to thank for all of your success is that what you're saying
1: absolutely 100% oh, yeah lovely thank
0: yeah. you and we've got that on recording so fantastic um, so
1: that's why Jason Raz is my second choice today what's your, what's your second choice
0: like you man it's so so very difficult to sort of nail it down isn't it because
1: but these aren't these aren't the
0: only two no this is so isn't <laughs> exclusively these two yeah. um it, it took a bit of thought um now obviously I'm a huge fan of the Beatles I love John Lennon and Paul McCartney George Harrison Ringo um but in terms, and like John Mayer again, like I had a light bulb moment as soon as you introduced me to him. You're welcome. Not personally, that would have been nice, but instead I, <laughs> you just got me a CD. <laughs> know, it'll have to do. Um, and, and yeah, I had a light bulb, light bulb moment where I needed to play that my guitar. I wanted to play it, and I had the same thing again when I listened to Ben Howard, his first album. Um, so just just to clarify, you're going with Ben Howard. I'm not going with Ben Howard. Oh, I, I was just saying. Like, uh, these, okay, these are two people that when I heard I could, I had a recognizable light bulb moment, like, a, 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 oh my god, kind of like my yeah, world yeah. is going to change now. But I'm going to go with somebody who is probably better known for a lot of cheesy, kind of surfy, hot rod music for the 60s, which is uh, not my bag. But Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, like, he had. I can listen to the Beach Boys when they got into their Pet Sounds kind of era where it was basically he stopped touring with the band to just stay in the studio. And he was hugely influenced by Phil Spector, like we're talking the other week. Yeah. And he was so way, way, way ahead of his time that he literally had this whole album of these lush orchestrations. He was the first person to make what is known as Baroque pop, where he's using instrumentation from the baroque period harpsichords things like that and putting it into a pop context and you hear songs like wouldn't it be nice if we and um we come on the sloop jambi you know and all this sort of stuff where it's a bit like oh yeah that's good pop music but if you actually really take it apart and listen to it it's unspeakably complex and that's what that's what gets me going because i'll be honest with you ray i i cannot get on board with jazz just can't i've tried yeah. There's a few, few bits and pieces that I, I don't mind, but I've really tried to get on board with it, and I, I just can't. But what he did is he took all of his knowledge of jazz and basically put it in a pop context that's accessible to everybody. And his whole ethos was he just wants to make music that will make people cry or pray. He just wanted to bring people together. Making them cry actually sounds a bit bad, doesn't it? But, um, and he had, a ter- he had a weird childhood. Um, yeah had an, an odd childhood. But yeah, man, like for, in terms of talent, like fantastic. You, you listen to, if you were to sit there with a music professor and dissect I Get Around, from the harmonies to the chords yeah. to everything in it. it. It's a two and a half minute pop song,
1: but it's an absolute symphony. There's it's, so much more to it than just that oh, two and a half minutes of a pop completely. song. Completely. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, you know, for your average pop music listener, it'll appeal to them. And for your musician who sits there and goes oh my God, I can't believe he's done four key changes in the space of, a you know, yeah. it's very, very complex stuff. And he, he was, he drove himself mad trying to write a follow-up album to that. And it literally did drive himself mad. And then he, he kind of lost the plot a bit, stayed in bed for three years, balloons the size of a house, like, you know, shattered his mind with drugs. And then, yeah, it's, it's, it's just fant- Some of the best music I think ever put to record was written... Produced, arranged by him. He had it all, and at the age of twenty-three, he was doing this. And I have to say, man, I, I take my hat off to the bloke. So, yeah, he, he was the. F- I remember you used you used to sing harmony all the time to things, and it used to annoy me. I'm like, just sing the bloody melody, you know. But when I heard like some of the Beach boy stuff, that's when I thought, oh my god,
1: this harmony is the best.
0: Yeah. Harmony is fantastic, you know. And then,
1: so interesting though that you've basically chosen the kind of the guitarist slash um, like uh, Brian Wilson, obviously was more of the front man as well, but kind of the more, what's the word I'm looking for? The back, the solid backbone of the band. Yeah.
0: That's a good point actually. Yeah. You've yeah. chosen
1: the backbones and I've chosen the, the, the front men and the out mm. and out. And that's basically what we are.
0: Yeah. That's, in, that's a in,
1: good point. In, in the band that we are in together and have been in for, you know, nine on 20 years nearly. Yeah. Um, we are those, those same individuals. So, interesting. It really
0: has been nine on 20 years, hasn't it? That's...
1: It has. Wow. But no, but good, good choices. So, Robbie Williams and Jason Mraz for me. Uh, and Noel Gallagher oh, and no. Brian Wilson for me. But, and, and, and many others mentioned within that, oh, which obviously... Be.
0: We could uh, go on we, for hours. Yeah.
1: That was good. I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I love talking about stuff I like.
1: Yeah, that was nice. Good, isn't that was it was good. Karen. Done it again. Okay, Nick. So, my Karen of the week this week—it's um, a new idea I've got. It's—it's it's an actual real-world example. So, when I say a new idea, it's the same thing, Karen of the week. But it's not a tweet. It's not a Facebook post. It's not a complaint. It's a real-life thing that happens. Um, so, I want to just get your opinion on it. So basically, obviously, the only thing that you can do really at the moment is go out for walks. With your dog or your husband. As in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Laura and I were doing this, not that, but we were out, <laughs> out for a walk and yeah. um, it's cold. So you pop in somewhere, you treat yourself to a coffee or a cup of tea, whatever your tipple is, for the rest of the walk. Now we were doing this in Richmond, uh, a lovely garden centre called Petersham Nurseries, other yeah. garden centres are available. I don't know. Do we have to say that on our own podcast? I Probably don't... best
0: just in case, you know. Okay. We don't want to get a 25 grand lawsuit on our hands, do we?
1: Absolutely not. Um, okay, so other garden centres. I was going to say supermarket then, but garden centres are available. Um, so we were next in line to get a coffee. Now, Richmond is quite a well-to-do place. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Clues sure... in
0: the name, isn't it, really? <laughs> Richmond,
1: yes. And the the... There was two couples in front of us of the older generation, let's say, um, yep. which, you know, questionable should they have been together anyway. But um, what, anyway, they're old. No, just because oh. it's two, two different couples. Oh, I see. They
0: were there as a group.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. They had just done a walk from Putney. Uh, up the river to Richmond. Bloody hell.
0: Yeah. That's a bit of I a mean, mission, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it said it took them three hours. But anyway, that's part and parcel. So what happened was, what happened was, um, they ordered their coffee mm-hmm. and just politely, the gentleman said, uh, I, I wondered if you could tell me what, what beans what beans are you using at the moment? And the kind lady behind the counter replied, uh, Levatsa. And his response was, oh, could you could you not do something a bit more exotic? You know, we we are in Richmond, right? Effectively, basically saying that the beans, your choice of beans, aren't very good, right? <laughs> you're not in <laughs> Colombia, mate. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, literally, you're not in Colombia. Um, uh, and then uh, he just proceeded to explain that as a group as a group we uh, we've walked from putney it's taken us three hours to get here and the le- lovely lady by the counter she just stayed calm as obviously it's quite offensive what he said anyway like you're basically just dissing the coffee before you've even tried it mind yeah. you before mm-hmm. it's even entered your mouth and you're happy with what she's made you yeah um and he then proceeded to say oh we're, we're not going to walk back though because it's too far so we're just going to get on the train okay right so like so not only are you complaining about the beans, but during a global pandemic, when where people are asking you not to travel on public transport unless you need, unless it is necessary, yeah, you're just going to get the train back because you can't be bothered to walk the three hours back. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I don't know where to start with this one. Really, <laughs> uh, I think you've just highlighted the bit about the train. Um, uh, but but with the beans. Mate, do one. You're in a garden center. You're not in a coffee shop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what do you expect? If he gets on the train and has a coffee on there, is he going to start lecturing the guy about uh, what, what coffee you've got? Oh, just just Nescafe. <laughs> uh, haven't you got anything more exotic? You know, other coffees are available. Let's just get that in there. <laughs> um, but, but what, yeah, she, if, if I was a woman behind the counter, I'd have gone, you're right, so I'll just get you something. I'd have poured him the same Lavazza beans and just told him,
1: it's a Kenyan roast. Crack on, you know. Yeah. He ain't going to know the difference, is he? Don't be so presumptuous that it's going to taste like crap. And then yeah. don't broadcast the fact that you're basically breaking COVID rules because you're posh and you can do whatever you want along yeah. the Thames. Like, yeah, annoying.
0: Yeah, um, very annoying. Yeah, very, very annoying. If you would have taken a sip of it and went, sorry, that's sewage, can I have something yeah. more exotic can I just have a cup of tea just order a cup of tea yeah but then he'd be like ooh what tea bags have you got ooh haven't you got anything more exotic than PG tips other tea is available of course um, yeah and then yeah broadcasting but then again like you said he's an affluent man obviously lives in these parts and I suppose an 800 pound fine to him is it's just I a drop in the ocean isn't it yeah it's nothing yeah Same what idea. a douchebag well I hope he choked on his
1: beans <laughs> Karen, She's done it again. All right, so that was my Karen of the week. Well, it was a good one, that. It was good, so I enjoyed it. it yeah, good. I enjoyed that, yeah. It's nice to be uh, part of it. It
0: is. Um, any luck finding uh, our friend Arnie knocking about at all? Uh, I'd like yeah. to figure out who his favourite musicians are.
1: Yeah, two seconds. Let me, just, let me just go and get the door. Hold on. Arnie. coming she's coming arnie you
0: put these headphones on nick wants to chat to you okay hi hello, arnie hello hi arnie hello what's going on uh, good to see you again arnie and you you look great uh, thank you
1: so do you have you been working out arnie uh only twice today uh, only twice oh yeah good. you know the age it's catching up with me <laughs> you know i have to slow down yeah i get you arnie i get you um <sighs>
0: Arnie, I was just wondering. Um, are you a fan of music? I love music, you know this. Come on. Okay. Well. <laughs> Well, oh, um, uh, Russ and I were just discussing our two favorite, most influential musicians. I was wondering if you had any in mind that you could say influenced you to become
1: the Terminator. Well, I, I think I, I, if I think back to before I became, you know, the famous Terminator, uh, I think the music, that, the music that I was listening to was mainly first the Elvis Presley, you know, you know uh, him, you yeah. heard of him? I've heard of Elvis. Yeah the king they called him because he he was so good at everything that you know and he he was fit and he was sexy and you know the women they loved him and you know so so for me uh, you know i i really enjoyed listening to elvis presley but then late later in life uh after (laughs) after the terminator (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, oh it's Arnie. great it's
1: great that you get to chat to Arnie I mean yeah, just, I love I'm, it I'm yeah. listening in but it's, it's hey hey uh, let me finish oh, so, I'm sorry Arnie just relax uh, so later in life uh, after the Terminator there was a band from England that came out all girls and they called the Spice Girls you heard of the Spice Girls? I, I am yeah. familiar with the Spice Girls yes. if you want to be my lover you got to get with my friends you, I love that song you know so for me El Elvis and the Spice Girls, huge influence on me and my career and my life, you know? I see. Yeah, absolutely. And when I'm in the gym and I'm pumping, Spice Girls, you know, I want to be, say you'll be there to become one. I love it. I love it. And then, and then I go back in time to Elvis and I go, uh, I'll shook up, you know, so it's (laughs) it's great fun listening to good music, you know? That was great. I thought Elvis was French there for so, a minute. But... <laughs> sorry, I have to go now and, and cook the angeladas. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Arnie. Thanks for coming. Bye.
0: Uh, uh, was bloody nice of him to pop in, wasn't it?
1: Uh, he's, just, he's had to be trained, hasn't he? same so, yeah, yeah. how is he getting on in the restaurant is he you right? yeah he's really good at cooking the enchiladas now actually yeah really good really? So he loves cooking now i don't know why the enchiladas but he loves saying enchiladas and cooking them he
0: does and he says it very well actually yeah sounds a lot like himself um anyway. <laughs> yeah
1: it's very good very good uh, so what have we got coming up on next week's podcast
0: oh what have we got coming up well are we Shall we Shall we see if we can phone we're, we're going to get a guest on, which is a first for the Little Pickle podcast. But as soon as we released the first episode, she's been hounding us to get,
1: us, get her on. Literally Pickle. hounding us.
0: She says she, she's got a lot of really intelligent information to tell the entire world. And we're just like, OK, cool. It's not all going to be about Disney
1: and Love Island, is it? And she's like, no, definitely not. Let's see if she's going to answer. Russell Parsons. Uh, Jenny Monday. Hello. How are you? I'm good thing. I've got someone else here. Okay. Uh, but you're probably not going to be able to hear him because I've got my headphones in. She's going to be able to hear Who me. Is it? Uh, you, you know him quite well. Um, his name's Nicholas. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, so <clears throat> really, uh, what we wanted to ask you is, would you be up for being our first guest on the Little Pickle <laughs> Podcast next yeah! week?
0: You need That's to good. tell
1: her. No, why aren't we doing this three-way call? Well, because I, I've got my headphones in. You're you're on speakerphones, but obviously I've got my headphones in. So Nick. right.. Uh, okay. So he can hear me. Nick can hear you, but you can't hear him. Um, but he's just uh, about to tell me to tell you something.
0: Um, there's okay. no there's no room for Disney on the Little Pickle podcast. There's no
1: room for Disney. Um, there's <sighs> no need, There's no room I'm for Ryan sure Reynolds. You guys had a conversation about Disney. Uh, there's no room for Ryan Reynolds I don't like Ryan Reynolds or Zac Efron or Zac Efron mm. you're going to be this- on the podcast next week explain to people why you're going to be on the podcast and why Sell they should it. tune in I'm on the podcast because I'm 29 I'm fun I'm 30 and I'm single and hopefully there's some really hot rich men that tune in to the Little Pickle podcast who might want to give me a go <laughs>
0: Right, so this is a this is a dating thing for you, is it? This yeah, is a, a this is a dating app, right? Yeah. Yeah. I okay.
1: mean, it is what you make it, isn't it? Really, It's what life is all about. Okay. All right. Well, I look forward to it, Jen. Um, okay, I look forward to it too. When are we doing this? Uh it'll be next, next, next week. You're on next week's podcast. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm quite busy, so <laughs> <you> just <laughs> give me a bit more detail. Okay. See you later. All right, bye. <laughs> there you go right so we've got jen on next week's podcast jen is the singer uh, that shares the stage with us uh, she's become like our little sister um we've taken her under our wing haven't we nick from a very young age where she looked like jade goody
0: yeah we um she'd never <clears throat> never no musical training no nothing she was just singing at a, a karaoke night one night and you talent spotted her didn't you and got her I involved did.
1: So we've got that. So it'd be good to hear from her and it'd be good to have her involved. uh, And we will chat. Uh, I do have an idea of what we're going to talk about, but we're not going to we're not going to divulge too much information yet. We'll keep you uh, waiting in suspense. Obviously, we'll also have Karen of the week next week. Absolutely. We'll have our news stories as well. Will we get Jen to pick out a news story as well? Uh, Yeah, I think we can let her pick out a news story.
0: Yeah. So so she'll be in it from the start. Yeah. Um, all right, okay, so let's bring episode number five of the Little Pickle podcast to a close with another Chin Scratches Educating Bulls Lounge, okay?
1: Okay, long, the name just gets longer Oh,
0: it's day. ridiculous. I, I can't even keep up with it, to be honest. But okay. okay, so parting thought for you, Ray. Now, this is sort of harking back to what we were talking about earlier on in the podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you feel like, you know, to be an absolute, like, real music legend um I like and by le- legend I mean you know 20 years down the line I'd say your records are still being listened to you were once at the one of the considered one of the biggest bands stroke artists on the planet that sort of level do you feel like um you have to have suffered some kind of tragedy or hardship in your younger years from which you draw upon and that way you create this music that A lot, you know, is able to touch a lot of people, and a lot of resonates with a lot of people. Or on the flip side, you have to have gone to a very prestigious, well-to-do sort of school of music, stroke performance academy, stroke art school. And and I'll I'll give you some examples. So, take the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. Um, John Lennon lost his mum at a very early age. Paul McCartney lost his mum at a very, very early age two pretty heavy things to go through and they became arguably the greatest songwriters of the 21st century. That's not me saying it. That's general sort of (coughs) uh, opinion. Yes. Um, But on the flip side, you had the Rolling Stones where Mick Jagger was studying economics at the London School of Economics. Keith Richards went to an art school. They were from very quite well-to-do families. And yeah, and I suppose it's the same. Eminem had a very, very hard life growing up. And he yeah. became one of the biggest rappers of all time, of, of, the, of the genre. Coldplay, on the other hand, all went to private school and were privately educated and very well educated in that. And, and it shows their music is complex and it's very, it's yeah, very yeah. good. Um, same with Radiohead, all Oxford educated boys, you know, in that. But um,
1: Yeah, so sorry, what was your question again?
0: So I guess in order to really, really make it to the, the absolute stratosphere, do yeah. you have to have either suffered some kind of hardship growing up um, in order to reach that part within you where you can express yourself and it relates to other people or other people relate to it rather, or on the flip side, like Pink Floyd, who were all Cambridge you know you know but they fourth best selling album of all time let 's just nip that in the bud because I know you hate them, um, but they were all cambridge educated <laughs> art students, you know they were all studying architecture and dentistry and stuff same as queen you know they were all very well educated weren't they so do you think in order to be that at that level elvis came from rags and nothing and and worked his way what what do you think about that dolly parton's another one that like had nothing and you know i think
1: you've just answered it
0: well no because there's got to be some middle ground somewhere but then but then So,
1: so so is your question it either has to be one or the other
0: yeah, to, to make it like to Amy Winehouse went to a performance. Yeah. Michael Jackson,
1: school. you keep missing him off the list. He had a really rubbish childhood.
0: He did, and his was like constantly music, music focused. Yeah, on it. Yeah, it yeah, was Pretty. Brutal. I don't know.
1: I think I, I think you've. I think most of what you've just said, you've just summed it up by giving examples of, you know, Oasis and then Radiohead, mm. and uh, you could go Oasis if you want straight away to Blur. Yeah 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 like exactly. There's your, you literally couldn't be closer examples of very mm-hmm. well educated not well educated yeah both reached exactly the same level i would say
0: oasis fucking way blue blow out the water though like after yeah. that you know yeah
1: after that yeah 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 i yeah i do. yeah, I do. yeah. I don't know, but they, but you, you've literally just given the same example. It's, a, it's good. It's a good train of good trail of thought, though. It is, isn't it? And it's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we just need to do some more qualitative research. I think you're right because I'm uh, sure there are millions of people out there who
0: have very sort of, you know, mediocre beige kind of upbringings and still have yeah big levels of success. But is it of the the level of you know, the same level. Yeah. Yeah. So is it, have you got to have suffered some sort of hardship or nasty stuff or have you on the flip side, have you got to have been, you know, very well educated, well to do. doesn't really matter if we make it or not because I'm studying architecture and I'm going to be rich, whatever happens, that sort of thing, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, do you know what? These are all good ideas and -hmm. good thoughts for series two of the little pickle podcast. If it gets commissioned,
0: I'm sure it will get commissioned. I mean, what other podcasts out there get Arnie on, on theirs apart from Joe Rogan he probably does he, yeah, he's got he the can, pulling power yeah. yeah yeah
1: but so have we
0: yeah true clearly we have yeah he's just yeah. milling
1: about outside your flat by the <laughs> in uh, right Walton right on Thames yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> okay I love it right I'll see you next week see you next week bye,
0: bye. oh
1: my god I need a wee so bad